How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. start this little mini series. Yeah, I'm curious to see if it'll end up mini or not. I know, I mean, my story, it's only one page, mine's really small, but... Yeah, I don't know, I, I'm literally reading straight from Wikipedia for mine. Oh, then perfect, that'll so. literally be like a little 15-20 minute pop series. I, I don't think, I, I think we'll probably, we'll probably land around half an hour. Oh, even better. That should be all right, yeah. I mean, between the bullshit and then the actual content. That is, that is true. Not we... that anything that comes out of our mouths is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gold bullshit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the bull that dropped the golden shit. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said Christopher Robin. That's not, um, nope, I'm thinking of. Nope, first no. Yeah, you're wrong page, <laughs> wrong page. Anyhow, welcome everybody to Strange People, Weird World, mini so everybody. My name is Greg Tanner. With me, as always, is the illustrious, Ooh. the alluring, the Anya, Danielle. Oh, <laughs> oh I got the Anya. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, um, even though it maybe we're nearing the end of this pandemic, I don't really know. Um, I know some states are, but anyhow, we're going we're gonna to rock this weekly for you guys for a while. So mm-hmm. today we are each doing two mini episodes. Um, yes, we have little minis. Little, little big guys. Little bitties. Um, I get... Uh, d- d- uh, who wants to go first? <laughs> um, so, I think I might have dropped one marble because I have one mini story. Okay. Um, I don't have too many stories, but because this is our first well, yeah, yeah. ever... yeah, I just have one story, too. Together. Oh, okay. <laughs> together we have a couple of mini stories for you. As, uh, as I said in the beginning, not sure if you guys caught wind of it, but uh, I am dragging booty today, so... Oh, that, that's bound part. to be a fun episode. Yeah, that didn't get recorded. Okay, then, yep. <laughs> might be a little, little slap happy, a little delirious. <laughs> so, right around normal. Yeah, for you. Right um, do you want to take the reins? Sure, sure. I, um, this has actually been on my topic list since the beginning of the show. Um, it was an Ooh. idea Miranda had. But in lieu of uh, Tiger King being such a big deal... I am doing an episode about the man-eating lions of Savo. Oh. What? Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Um, there, there's a pair, pair of man-eating lions in the Savo region of Africa, which were responsible for the deaths of a number of construction workers along the Kenya-Uganda Railway between March and December of 1898. 
the significance of the lion pair was the unusual behavior of killing men and the manner of their attacks. So, just in case anybody watched Tiger King and felt like, you know, they want to get a big cat, I don't know why you would. Have you watched that? I have, and I'm not going to lie. I'm one of those weirdos who is like, 5G for a baby tiger? I'd do it. Five is two, wasn't it? Uh, was it two? I think one of them, they had, like, on the sale price for 5G for two. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, 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 for two. I think for the white baby tiger cub, it was, like, 5G. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for a white one, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I I'm think, not gonna I lie. Think, if I had the space and I had the money to provide that kind of food for it, I'd get a fucking tiger. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. And again, I'm like a crazy cat lady. And those are just big old kitty cats. So big old kitty cats that can eat you. <laughs> that is that is true. I as much as I disliked Carol Baskin, I kind of saw a little bit of me in her, and it definitely freaked me out. <laughs> oh. God, what a despicable person. I know, and I would what never do anything that terrible, she's done, but like, terrible hey, lady. you cool cat and kittens? I was oh. like, oh, that's me. God, so she killed her husband, right? Oh, tenfold. Are she, you kidding me? She the way she was husband. talking about that sardine oil. Right? Oh, yeah. And she, I was like, Carol, you grimy little lady. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, anyhow. Uh, yeah, that whole thing was fucked. Yeah. But now we have the story of two man-eating lions. Yes, yes. I'm um, thinking, damn, what a turn of events. I uh, I don't remember what information is. The the two lions are two large, maneless male lions that are the suspect. They don't even have manes? No, that's they're probably all pissed off. Yeah. All right, so a little history here. As part of the construction... Oh, by the way, I, I don't know if I said... I'm just reading off Wikipedia today. Um, you know, I half-assed this. I, what, what's more than half-assing? Like, I all the way asked this. Like a three-quarters of the way asked this. A three-quarter asked this, yeah. Yeah, three-quarter <laughs> like, asked this. Like, pants are all the way over the ass, but it's <laughs> right. like a little bit of the top thing, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, as part of a construction... <laughs> Of a railway linking Uganda with the Indian Ocean at the Kilindini Harbor in March of 1898, the British started building a railway bridge over the Savo River in Kenya. The building site consisted of several camps spread over an eight-mile area, accommodating the several thousand mostly Indian laborers. Uh, the project was led by Lieutenant Colonel John Henry Patterson who arrived just days before the disappearances and killings began. During the next nine months of construction, two maneless male Savo lions stalked the campsite, dragging workers from their tents at night and devouring them. Oh my god. There was an interval of several months when the attack ceased, but work, word trickled in from other nearby settlements of similar lions' attacks. So, you know, sampling here, sampling over there. When the lions returned, the attacks intensified with oh. almost daily killings. Yeah, what do you think about that now, Anya? <laughs> I mean, I still, wanna, I still want a little big old putty cat, but... <laughs> Crews tried to scare off the lions and built campfires in bomas. Uh, bomas are basically just those kind of large, 
you know, lar- large natural like wood fences just built from the branches and you know, thistle and things. Um, oh, there you go. Thorn. Uh, they are fences. Thorn fences made of whistling thorn trees. That's what they are. So they built bomas around their camp for protection to keep the man-eaters out, all to no avail. The lions leaped over or crawled through thorn fences. Patterson noted that early in the killing spree, only one lion at a time would enter the inhabited areas and seize victims. But later they became more brazen, entering together (laughs) and each seizing a victim. Oh my god, they are ruthless. I mean, they they basically, I mean, they found free food. Yeah, free food. They have no mains. They so clearly they have no pack. Yeah, they just got each other. Yeah, there's a couple of renegade lions just <laughs> just fucking wilding out. Easy pickings, yeah. As the attacks mounted, hundreds of workers fled from Savo, halting construction on the bridge. At this point, colonial officials began to intervene. According to Patterson, even the district officer, Mr. Whitehead, narrowly escaped being killed by one of the lions after arriving at the Savo train depot in the evening. His assistant, Abdullah, was not so lucky. Uh, Assistant was killed, and Whitehead narrowly escaped with four claw lacerations running down the entirety of his back. Oh! Made my back arch. Right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Eventually, other officials arrived with a reinforcement of around 20 armed sepoys. That would be Indian um, Indian kind of infantrymen uh, to assist in the hunt. Patterson set traps and tried several times to ambush the lions at night from a tree. After repeated unsuccessful attempts, he shot the first lion on December 9th of 1898. Oh, babies. Yeah, th- th- this gets a little rough if you don't like to hear about lions getting shot. Oh, Fair man. Warning. And, like, I know they eat humans, but... Yeah, it- it's still sad. It's still sad. Yeah, I'm just, like, circle of life, you know? Yep. It is what it is. It is what it is. Twenty days later, the second lion was found and killed. The first lion measured nine foot eight inches from nose to tip of the tail. Oh, that's a big putty cat. It took eight men to carry the carcass back to camp. Patterson wrote in his account that he wounded the first lion with one bullet from a high-caliber rifle. The shot struck the lion in its hind leg, but it escaped. Later, it returned at night and began stalking Patterson as he tried to hunt it. A little cat and mouse with each other. Oh. He shot it through the shoulder, penetrating its heart with another powerful rifle, and found it lying dead the, me- the next morning not far from his tent. The second lion, so the thing never stopped stalking him until it died. The, sec- the second lion, uh, again, th- this is the one where it gets a little rough to hear. Um, if, if you're really squeamish about animal violence, maybe hit the skip 30 seconds button. The second lion was shot up to nine times, five with the same rifle, three with a second, and once with a third the first shot was fired from atop a scaffolding that Patterson had built uh, built near a goat that the lion had killed. Two shots from a second rifle hit the lion 11 days after it was stalking Patterson and trying to flee. When they found the lion the next day, 
Patterson shot it three more times with the same rifle, severely crippling it, and shot it three times with a third rifle, twice in the chest and once in the head, which killed it. Oh, like, why Why do they have to let out all the useless shots? Like, if you're going to kill it, why put it through the pain? Just put one straight through the cabeza and call it a day. I mean, let me finish this last sentence before I explain that. Okay. He claimed it died gnawing at a fallen tree branch, still clawing and trying to reach at him. You're panicked. There's yeah. a There's a nine-foot tiger or lion trying to kill you. Um, this isn't, you know, these are 1898 rifle technology. This isn't today's rifles. They're not, you know, completely accurate like, like we're used to. So I imagine he's there doing it. I mean... I'm not going to toy with a giant man-eating lion. I'm going to also try and kill it as fast as I can. So I'm sure that was his plan. This thing just isn't going down. Jesus Christ. And nine feet, too. That thing is tall. Yeah. Especially on its hind leg. Yeah. Yeah, nine feet long. It's There's pictures. I mean, yeah, this thing's a beast. He, on the ground, him next to him, like, it's... They're enormous, yeah. The construction crew returned and finished the bridge in February of 1899. The exact number of killed by the lions is unclear. Patterson gave several figures overall, claiming that there were 135 victims. At the end of the crisis, the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Lord Salisbury, (laughs) (laughs) addressed the House of Lords on the subject of the Savo man-eaters. Quote, The whole of the works were put put to a stop because of a pair of man-eating lions appeared in locality and conceived a most unfortunate taste for our workmen. At the last... At last, the laborers entirely declined to carry on unless they were guarded by iron entrenchments. Wow. Of course, it is difficult to work a railway under these conditions, and until we found an enthusiastic sportsman to get rid of these lions, our enterprise was seriously hindered. After 25 years as Patterson's floor rugs, the lion skins were sold to the Field Museum of Natural History in 1924 for a sum of $5,000. The skins arrived at the museum in very poor condition, the lions are reconstructed and are now on permanent display with, along with their skulls. Wow. Pretty crazy stuff. So they made them trophies. Yes. Jeez Louise. Could you imagine going out to your work site and being targeted by two nine-foot bloodthirsty lions? No. That'd be, <laughs> I, I would have been one of the first people to quit. Yeah, yeah, that's something that I wouldn't even test my luck with. So the odd thing is, this is still completely out of behavior for for lions. Why are they coming and eating humans and not hunting? Theories for the man-eating behavior of the lions have been reviewed by... Peter Hans and Nosk, as well as Bruce D. Patterson. I don't know who the fuck those people are. Their discussion include the following. An outbreak of rinderpest, cattle plague, which is cattle plague. I don't know what that means either. 
1898 devastated the lion's usual prey. Okay, so forcing them to find alternative food. So the usual prey caught a plague and they had to find other things. Or the Savo lions may have been accustomed to finding dead humans at the Savo River crossing um, due to slave caravans um, crossing there and routinely dropping bodies. Okay, I could kind of see that one, because once they get that taste for the human flesh... That's what they say. Um, ritual invitation or a breathed cremation of Hindu railroad, work, railroad workers invited scavenging lions. So railroad workers who naturally died on the job, um, and they come and pick off those bodies. However, in 2017... A study carried out by the team of Dr. Bruce Patterson found that one of the lions had an inf infection at the root of its canine tooth, which made it hard for the lion to hunt. Uh, lions normally use their jaws to grab prey like zebras and wildebeest and suffocate them. Uh, it doesn't say on Wikipedia, but it was also found that the second lion had an injury to its jawbone, um, that looked like it probably took a kick to the jaw and fractured and rehealed. So essentially you have two injured lions or, you know, post-injured lions. Well, one post-injured and one with fucking tooth problems, which I know sucks personally. So they can't hunt like they normally do. And now all of a sudden they've stumbled across pretty good food, just lying about essentially. So I'm how do they lose their mates? I I haven't really researched maneless lions. Because um, I'm just like they clearly they're so they're injured. So they don't have their manes. According to Wikipedia, the term maneless lion often refers to a male lion without a mane or with a weak one. The purpose of the mane is to protect the lion in territorial fights. Although lions, oh god, went away. The lions are known for their mane. Not all males have one. Oh, kind of like a guy, kind of like a guy who can't grow a beard, or a half gotcha. ass, or a half ass beard, <laughs> half ass beard like I have. <laughs> so that is the story of the African man eating lions. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll hopefully remember to toss some pictures your guys' way. Um, if you want to look it up yourself, Savo man-eaters. Uh, Savo is spelled T-S-A-V-O. Um, yeah, definitely recommend checking it out, looking at some pictures. See that General Patterson guy? He's got, like, the old-school safari outfit on. He's got this giant curled mustache. I, like, I need to see what they look like really quickly. Wow! Crazy. A male lion without a mane is a very interesting looking creature. We'll definitely post those yeah. pictures on Instagram. Yeah. The skulls are pretty cool. Yeah, it's really that's really cool how they were able to like recreate it um yeah. in like a real life display for people. Yeah. Huh. That was a that was a weird one. Right? Oh, there's a picture of a lion eat, literally eating a human body. All right. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'll have to look for that one. 
Gotta love Google sometimes. <laughs> Alrighty then. That is uh that's the man eating lions. Happy uh Tiger King, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, I like it. Well, uh my story kinda ties into that a little bit. There's blood, so <laughs> Alright. Keep it keep it bloody. Or Oh, yeah. You know, got to keep it nice and morbid for our dear listeners. <laughs> we said we're here to cheer you up, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're here to cheer you up. We're here to cheer you up by giving you stories on the, at least it's not you that these stories are happening to. So, for my mini episode this week, I decided to, I wanted to do this story for a full episode, but there's no way I could cover it. So I was like, this is perfect. All right. It is on a family from Iowa. Okay. This story took place last year in October, so very, very recent. Now, it sounds like a scene straight from a, horror, or a Hollywood horror film, but when an Iowa homeowner found his basement filled with blood, it all became too real. What, like shining? Kind of. So... Nick Lestina of Bagley, Iowa, headed downstairs into his basement of his family's house for, you know, just an average night to grab something, only to be greeted with a nightmare scenario of nearly five inches of blood, fat, and bones covering his basement Holy floor. Holy shit. Right? Imagine walking down your stairs, like, kind of... I mean, the basement's already a scary-ass place. I get mad when I step in cat puke in the middle of the night. Yeah, imagine stepping into blood with fat and bones and carcass floating everywhere. Oh my god, that is wild. Oh, now, it wasn't an Iowa-based reboot of our critically acclaimed Amityville horror film, or even just a Hollywood or Halloween prank gone wrong, given that this was around the time of Halloween. This mishap simply had to do with choosing the wrong neighbor. So Lestina and his family didn't live next door to some mass serial killer, some crazy guy uh, dispatching his victims into some gruesome manner. But instead, the family lived next to a meat locker who had been draining its bloody leftovers. Damn. (laughs) Talk about the bad luck. (laughs) Like purposely draining them into this guy's basement or he's just draining so much blood and guts and bone that it's just draining everywhere. Um, so, the meat locker, they've been running for, like, over 10 years, and they had a draining system, uh, but according to the, De- oh my god, according to the Des Moines Registrar, Listina and his family of seven had peacefully lived next to this business, um, called Doll's Custom Meat Locker for nearly 10 years, and they had never had any problems prior to it, because the meat locker... They had their own draining system, like I said, and so they never actually crossed streams okay. until this one fateful night. Probably because, you know, they're only supposed to be draining blood, and they're fucking throwing bones and guts down there, too. Mm-hmm, and that's exactly what ended up happening, was um, the meat locker's draining system had been backed up during a slaughter. Now, just- so his basement... Uh, it was literally filled, like I said, five inches of blood from pigs and cows. And so the meat locker was dumping these things down its drain, uh, which is connected to Lestina's pipes. Damn, I want to see this drain. Oh, so I have pictures of, like, the basement filled with blood. It's pretty fucking insane, and I'm really excited to post it to Instagram so everyone can look at them and be like, what? (laughs) 
much not my luck. Um, but after discovering the gore-filled horror show, you know, some people may have called a priest or opened up a Halloween haunted house or, you know, taken it upon themselves to think that it was a, a sign from God or something. Uh, but Listina immediately reported it to the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. Uh, they then called the Iowa Department of Health because blood and bones fuck are to do that? hazardous, especially if there's children in the house. This guy, what? Who, who's the Iowa Department of Natural Resources is what he called? Yeah, so that's who he called first. And they're like, yo, we can't do anything for you. You need to call the Department of Health. Who the fuck? Why are you calling anything but like 911? I mean, probably because he lives next to the butcher. So he knows like, hey, it may, it maybe came from him. So here he kind of has like a good head yeah, on his shoulders. He's yeah. not jumping to conclusions like yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do in that situation. Because if I walked downstairs to my basement filled with blood, I would be like, oh, it's a demon. (laughs) Some, like, demonic presence is, like, making itself known in my life by filling its, like, it's like like an onset of, like, I probably shouldn't say that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would be terrifying. Um, But yeah, like I said, turns out the meat locker's drainage system simply had been backed up during a slaughter, and that caused the blood and all of the gore to um, bust through their main pipe system and pour into the home's basement. Uh, Get this. The blood was there for over two weeks, and it resulted in the family having to leave their home. Fuck yeah. And thankfully, Listino was able to work with officials his insurance company as well as the meat locker and their insurance company to clean up the uh, bloodbath scene, but they still had to leave their home and the mess didn't get cleaned up and it took nearly over a month to fully clean and sanitize everything and allow the family to come back in before it was like safe living conditions again. Yeah, that had to be so gross just catching it after um, a couple weeks of congealing. I couldn't even imagine the smell. Oh my god, how did you not smell it up... In your house. Right? And that's what I'm wondering. Like, I don't know, maybe his wife was baking cookies all day and she had a pot roast in the oven She's and they just had all this good smell. like, honey, can you go downstairs to go get the bottle of They're wine? They're fucking smoking like, cigarettes in the house. Opens up the door. He's like, oh my God. Oh, man. That's, that's fucking sad. I'd be, I'd be pissed if I, if I, even if I had the sensibility to be like, it's a meat company next to me. Then I'm not calling anybody. Like, I'm going next door to throw hands, like, right away. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, he, I think he handled it very well. He did. Also, like, anything that you had downstairs is now thrown out because that's a biohazard. Yeah. Oh, you really, yeah, God. <laughs> like, like, five inches of blood, too. That's a lot of blood. <laughs> and like, oh, man, what if I had, like, my comic collection down there? Like, oh, I'm going to murder you. Oh, and the fact that not only was it blood, it was, like, animal bones and fat and just like chunks of carcass floating or like if i lived in a house with a basement more than likely that's going to be my recording studio for the podcast right like basements are used in today's day and age they're no longer just storage spaces i mean for some people yeah but for the most part like a lot of people have important shit in their basement yeah and you know they think like they have it protected against a flood because you would expect a flood but not a flood from a blood Blood, blood flood. flood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, I would be livid. I would, like, 
I would go throw homeboy down a drain. Like, <laughs> and wait until you see the pictures of it. Like, it's it's gnarly. It literally looks like a scene out of a movie. Oh, gosh. What do I look up? Um, look up Bagley, Iowa uh, blood basement. Damn. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Damn. It's like a movie set. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! And like, I don't know. Especially after that movie, it came out. Like, <laughs> and they already have a creepy basement as it is. Yeah. Fucking a. That's crazy. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that, that's my mini. That's my mini episode for this week. All right. Well, yeah, we got you a nice and gory one this week, guys. The bloody flood. Well, that's the, <laughs> the bloody flood. Oh, crap. That made me forget the name for my half of the episode. <laughs> that's definitely the name for your half. <laughs> well, all right, everybody. There you have it, our that's, first little mini episode. First little mini episode. That was a mini one. I think we are right around right around half an hour, so. Oh, perfect. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect. Well, everybody, um, hopefully things are still going well for you or improving for you. Yeah, um, fingers crossed things slowly start to, you know, flatten out and things can get back to somewhat uh, normal yeah, life. I saw Georgia, everything's kind of going back to normal starting on the 26th. So. Yeah, and I saw Florida already reopened up their beaches. Yeah, yeah, Florida opened the beaches. So we'll see. Hopefully... Um, you know, I know Denver was one of the hotter spots, so... Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can go back to work in the next two weeks. I heard we might not be going back until middle of May, so we'll see. Yeah, I know the original shutdown for restaurants was May 11th, so... Ah. I don't care. I'm doing fine. <laughs> I, I'm kind right? of enjoying my time off still, and I've got a lot of work to do anyway, so... But, uh, yeah, you know, hopefully we can record in person here soon. I know. Oh, my God. It's been, like, two months since I've seen your face, Greg. Forever. Forever ago. I mean, like, we've seen each other over webcam, but... For webcam. That's it. That's webcam. That's it. Our bummy selves. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All righty, dear listeners. All right. uh, Make sure you uh, follow us at SP Weird Worlds on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow me at Greg's Weird World, and you can follow Anya at Anya Daniela. Also, I I never remember to say it, but uh, head to iTunes. Give us that five-star rating and a comment. Uh, Make sure you tell somebody about the show. Have them give it a little listen. Give us a little love. Tell us how you guys like those little mini episodes. If you have any stories you want us to talk about, send it away. Yeah, if you got any mini weird stories you want us to hit, you can email us at spweirdworld at gmail.com. And until next time, you guys, one more thing. One more. Keep <laughs> it weird. <laughs> I never knew anything like that. Don't buy lions. Don't buy lions. Don't live next to a meat locker. Don't live next to a meat locker. Uh, avoid, avoid large animals. <laughs> nice.